has. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, dear Gooners, and welcome to a Burkamp Wonderland. Uh, still an Arsenal podcast. We've done two podcasts now in, in, in what, three days? I've never heard the likes of it, and it's uh, it won't carry on much longer. Some sad news if you are a long-time Gooner. Um, Maria, who used to be the one at Highbury and the Emirates, and she'd wait to the perfect moment, and then she'd scream, "Come on, you gutters!" And every time, she, and then people would love it. And then I heard of her best part of twenty years before I realised who it was, and she was a tiny little woman, and she was uh, used to be an English, I think, an English teacher or something. I'm looking at the wrong one. Used to be an English teacher, and she's a friend of Sophie, and Sophie regularly talks about her. And I think if you want to uh, see uh, maybe a little uh, show about her, I'm sure Sophie might be doing something soon over on the Highbury squad because they they were good friends. And I think, uh, yeah, it's very sad indeed when someone, a famous Arsenal fan, passes away like that. Had you heard of her, Chris? Uh, I have not. But then again, you know, I've never been to the Emirates. So that's ah, that would be why. I wasn't sure if you'd I'm ever been. Because if you'd been, then you definitely would have heard of her. Sure. Or heard her, heard heard her, and heard of her. Yeah, that's good. Right, um, on on with the main part of the show. We have got Chris, who is uh, now a superstar. It's cost us twenty five grand to get him on here. He's uh, his rider <laughs> was a a, a a a yearly subscription to Chris's OnlyFans. That that nearly broke us. So uh, yeah, there's just Chris in various uh, outrageously coloured tra- trousers. And uh, Chris has been on many times before. A few does some of the preview shows, post game shows. And uh, he was at the, uh, he was top secret, full secret squirrel. Uh, I don't even know if that's relevant in the USA. Uh, Chris, tell us about what you did and, and how it was set up and any other juicy bits, because uh, I can't believe you. Oh, Chris is in a WhatsApp group with us. There's, uh, there's me, Josh. Um, I'm, normally, I've got no idea who's in these groups, so I'm going to go and find out. It's called the Nerd Community Chat Room. Who the fuck <laughs> called it that? I named it that. <laughs> you did. I believe I did. I'm not, I, got, it was either me or Stefan. It's got Stefan, Ellis, Josh, um, Tony, and Travis. We used to have a few more in there, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think Shredder used to be in there for a little while. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure some people left or got booted too along the way. <laughs> it, was, it was meant to be the FIFA Pro Clubs because uh, Steph was in charge of that. And now all it really is in that WhatsApp group is me just saying, uh, Chris, can you say something? She's got a sexy voice. Although we still, well, I, we still have the pro clubs group chat as well. It's just oh, separate. Oh, this is just a gaming one, is it? I know I was in I was in more than one. Yeah. But although I do like my uh, my love monkeys to have fluffy bits downstairs and lumpy bits upstairs, uh, I can still say he's got a very sexy voice compared to my one because my one doesn't suit me at all. Anyway, tell us about how it all started and how you got involved with Arsenal and the kit and launch and all that other stuff because it's really, really good. Well, um, as you know, they came down to Orlando. Uh, they went to Baltimore first, and then they came down to Orlando to do the tour. And um, since they were coming down here, they wanted to get in contact with the Orlando Gooners, which I'm a part of that group. And there's a bunch of other people, obviously. But um, 
they asked us for a select few to come in to try on the the new away kit for the launch and um took a bunch of videos and pictures of us wearing the kit and whatnot and we were part of the release video that they posted although we were a much larger part of that video they edited us out because they said there was a problem with the production so i mean it shows us in the actual the video for like literally a millisecond i mean you couldn't even pause it on time if you tried to get a picture of it is that the one where aston's driving the car at the beginning yes yeah so they used him in the car yeah they used him in the car and then what he's supposed to do is pull up to us and then it shows us all i mean i sent you the still photo of it it's where we're all sitting in the tailgate to the truck um but that's the picture that they ended up uh posting for a millisecond but there was more of it like there was so much more to it. They had us a bunch of, doing a bunch of videos of yelling and whatnot, but they edited all of it out and they basically just used a, a, a millisecond clip and then him saying uh, something in the car at the very end, which is like the very, very end of the video. But um, it was cool. I mean, we got to rock the new kit first and we had to see it a month before everybody else, even though, you know, it was leaked online. Everybody already saw it, but it was good to see it in person. You can't keep a secret. I don't have that one of you in the, um, all in the car. You didn't send me that one. Oh, we're sitting in the truck. There's two truck beds. And um, I mean, if you look at the picture on the, I'm on the very far left and I have my hands somewhere in the red top and my, my arms are crossed. He didn't send me that. I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, um, oh, let's start at the beginning one. So one of the first ones would be this one. There's Aston that everyone knows at the front. And then there's you standing at the back um, looking a little bit like Bert Kreischer. <laughs> oh wow thanks <laughs> <laughs> apart from Bert is Bert is almost dead so Bert ain't got much much time left but you do you have that grumpy look I've never seen you about a hat on before in fact I didn't even know you had hair yeah and that that guy actually to Aston's right is my buddy Daniel uh he's actually a huge fan of a Bert Camp Wonderland as well is he yeah you can find him on Twitter at uh WRX underscore Gooner yeah he's a huge fan he saw uh the first time I was on the show he's Texted me, and he was so excited for me. He's like, "Oh my god, I saw you on a Bird Camp Wonderland." <laughs> oh, oh yes, he follows me. Yeah, there you go, he's he's a lovely bloke. It was Great. his birthday last month. Yes, there you go. Well, I only follow people that I've spoken to, um, so maybe get him on, and then I can follow him back. Um, yeah, you who yeah, who else is in there? Um, I can't remember. I'm so bad at names, man. I would know. I follow them all on Facebook, but yeah, also, it wasn't. They, they weren't all I mean, your mates. I mean, I see them at the pub and stuff, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I actually, I know that I know. I think the guy on the right's on the far right's name is Rafa, I believe, yeah. and I'm completely blanking on that sweet young woman's name. I, she's such a sweetheart, yeah. but I have to see her Facebook uh, to have a refresher course of her name. I can't remember off the top of my head. So did they let you keep the kits then? Did you were you allowed to get one and you had to keep it stuffed under your bed until launch day? I wish they let us do that. And the funny thing is we were sweating like dogs in those things, man, because it was so hot outside. And they asked for them all back. We're like, oh, like my buddy Christian tried to make out to the car real quick. And they were like, no, 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 give us that back. So, no, we did not get to keep them just because they didn't want anything leaking out. And uh, they were really careful about it, even though, as you know, the kit was leaked like two months before we even filmed for that video. And that video came out a month before the kit was even released. So 
Uh, but did they we, let you we keep wanted the to keep them? Well, we ended up getting them at a separate event. Um, and I can tell you about that. That was at uh, this place called the Yeoman's Cask and Lion Pub. And uh, they let like a, a select handful, probably like 50 people, uh, Orlando Gooners in there. And they had Arsenal trivia and whatnot. And uh, they they had they had trivia. They had players come in there. Uh, Ramsdale was there. ESR was there. Gabriel Jesus was there. Rob Holding. Um, I think that's everybody. I might be missing one, but Ray Parler, Gilberto Silva, they were all there. And first place in trivia got uh, the kits signed by all those guys. Second place is what we ended up getting, just got the kits. So I was perfectly happy with that. <laughs> so where's your kit now? I suppose you've been sleeping in it. <laughs> I've, I'm trying not to wear it too much. I have it actually right here, though. I just washed it. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me... Uh... There we go, full screen. There you go. That almost looks blue in the right light. Yeah, it's it's a uh, black and gray with gold. I really like the uh, the gray stripes on the shoulder. I mean, it's it's my favorite kit that we've come out with so far. I mean, I think this is Adidas Adidas's best work, if you will. <laughs> I mean, the bruised banana that you're wearing now is that a replica? Oh, hell yeah, it's a replica. I can't afford the uh, original, man. Those things go for like $500. I've got all of mine. I've got about 30, maybe 20, 25 shirts from 87 to about 98. Got them all up in oh, a, a bag. Awesome. They're meant to be in the loft. There's a fly here. That fucker kid. But why? What do flies want? It kept buzzing me when I was asleep. I'm going to catch it, pull a wing off, and then leave it to die. Um, ah, there's there's uh, the usual people there. My Mark. And then our, our Nick is there. Oh, the club of announced Zinchenko. Wow. Oh, um, nice. Oh, I, did I? Did you see the picture that I sent you? He was in Orlando, sitting next to Edu in the box. Yes, I did see that one. Um, I don't think I uploaded it. Now, where's my folder? I had a folder called New Two. There we go. And because this Streamyard is a knob, it doesn't like to use non-pictures. No, it's not there. Oh no, it'd be here, won't it? Um, now I have to go and look for them. Oh, there, there we go. Um, oh, yeah, sitting next to Edu. Who took that? I have no idea. I just saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even realize he was there because I think their box is in a, a separate part of the stadium. We were actually in a box where, I, you know, I showed you the pictures where I was with ESR and uh, Fabio Vieira. We were in the box right next to the players that weren't playing his box, which was really cool. There we go. There's Zinchenko sitting um, uh, next to Edu. And I think, is that Vinay to the bottom left? Yes, it is. And a little smile. Um, what's this photo about? Uh, that's Gilberto Silva at that uh, Yeoman's Cask and Lion pub uh, getting interviewed by Sky Sports. Yeah, good. Um yeah, because I was surprised. I think Mike got a picture. Maybe Mike even got an interview with. Yeah, with Mike was uh, there. Mike was there. I, I saw Mike. Uh, I saw him there, and I also saw him um, at the Harp and Kelt downtown Orlando. But I mean, I, I met him last time he came to Orlando. I met him in DC. I met him in in Charlotte. So I mean, he recognizes me now, which is cool. <laughs> no, it's not once he's had a few shandies, it won't be. So there's another picture of he you. He was actually there. Sorry to cut you off. He was actually there when I proposed to my fiance at the Harp and Kelt last year. So, did she say yes? 
Yeah, she did. And I, I actually saw Mike uh, at the, the pub that you just showed the picture of, Gilberto Silva. I was like, hey, Mike, do you remember me? And he's like, yeah, man, I do. Are you still engaged? And I was like, ah. so I am. Thank you. He's like, wow, I'm surprised. You were really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So um, tell us about this picture here. Was this during the game or before the game? What's he pointing at? This is during the game in the box seats. And like, like I said, I mean, you can really hardly tell in this picture, but like just to our right, you can see Ray Parler and um, all the players were there. Yes. Everyone that wasn't playing in the game was sitting up there. I mean, Takahiro Tomiyasu was there and Kieran Tierney and ESR and Fabio Vieira. Um, and I believe that um, I don't even I didn't even recognize one of the guys. Uh, but yeah, there. Everybody that wasn't playing in the game was sitting up there, except for Zinchenko. And you can see Ray Potter's head right there. Gilberto Silva was there as well. And then uh, these were before or after the game. These ones are pretty up now. This was like right when the game, like right after the game ended, we hung out for a little bit because we still had free beer. So we were like, all right, well, let's just milk this. <laughs> <a little> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably who are the people in this picture. We know who you are. All right. So to my right is Pam. Uh, she. She helps. She's a massive, massive part of running the Orlando Gooners organization. Very sweet woman. Um, and then on the far left is my friend Brian Jennings, who he literally goes to every game to watch at the pub. We're like some of the regulars that go there frequently. He's a really good guy as well. Then you got that skinny little child of a beard between you with the skinny little legs who first tackle he gets in in the Premier League, first crunch he gets, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. <laughs> Let's hope he's elusive. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a, this is a really nice one. Uh, the death row, Smith Row. Lovely. Yep. Row. She's, le- she's leaning into Smith Row a little bit more. <laughs> you're, you're all leaning and smiling into him. Um, did you speak to him? Yeah, just very briefly. You know, we asked for a picture and told him we were big fans and whatnot. He was really nice about it. Yeah. I, I usually don't like asking people for pictures and stuff like that. That's why at the uh, pub where I told you Gabriel Jesus and all that, I don't really have any pictures from that because I don't, I don't know. I don't like bothering. I, I'll ask for a handshake and whatnot and say, you know, I'm a big fan, but I don't really like, yeah. oh, can I take your picture? And I, I don't, that's not really my thing. But Brian really wanted to do it. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Same with and Lee Judges. Had you met Lee before? No, that was the first time I've ever met him. He's an absolute superstar, isn't he? Great guy. Really, really nice guy. And he is, uh, he schmoozes. It's almost like he's, he's, he's gliding along the floor, schmoozing and boozing. And he's got a little finger out drinking half pints. And uh, he's, a, he's a lovely, lovely man. And yeah, I know people really get a lot of grief. And I, I saw that um, I asked Mike because people give an Aston grief because he had pictures taken with, um, with Robbie. And I think it might have been Lee Judges as well. And people are giving him grief, saying you're mixing with the wrong people. So uh, I don't know if he's, he's he's doing stuff with AFTV, where it's just everyone getting photos taken of each other. There's no there's no problem with people getting all their photos. Who cares if you like him? You like him. If you don't, don't watch him. Whatever. You don't mm. have to you know, go on there and bash him. It is what it is. If you don't like him, then don't watch him. So what was the build up to the game like? Because it's meant to start, I think, at twelve forty five here, but it didn't start. And then they changed it to no twelve thirty. Then they changed it to one thirty. And then something else, yeah. and it started early. So I missed the yeah, first well, minutes. There was a big lightning storm that happened. And usually when that happens here, you just got to kind of wait. They, I think they wait until 20 minutes after the last lightning strike has been seen. And then they'll watch, obviously, the radar and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that, that's what postponed the game. It wasn't the rain. It was the lightning. But, uh, 
Yeah, we basically, everybody met up at uh, this place called the Harp and Kelt downtown. And it's not the biggest bar. So, I mean, the meetup started at 3.30. And the game was at 7.30 originally. Everyone was supposed to meet there at 3.30. I got there about 3 o'clock and it was already packed to the gills. And then, I mean, I should have sent you some of those pictures because, uh, man, it was absolutely, there was people spilling out into the street. We took up half a lane of traffic. Like, it was insane. There was thousands of people there. And uh, they all made the march because from where that pub is to the stadium, it's about a 10-minute walk. So everybody marched from the stadium, uh, from the pub down to the stadium afterwards. And that was really cool. How about the game itself? Was that any good? Did you enjoy it? I thought it was, I thought Arsenal were terrible in the first half. I thought they were as well, but you know, I'm also an Orlando City fan, so it was it was really funny. I was I was rooting for both teams, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I saw at one point uh our striker Benji Michelle's running through on goal and I couldn't help it. I'm like, Go on, Benji! And all the Arsenal guys in the box are looking over at me and I'm like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but Ramsdale made a great save on that play and I was like, Yeah, Aaron, hell yeah. <laughs> It was like the most conflicted I've ever felt watching a sports game in my life. Um, I'd forgotten that Alexander Apato played for you because if people um, don't remember that when he was a kid, he was such a, a, a talent at a young age that he, he signed for AC Milan before the season started. But in Italy, I don't think you can play in Serie A until you're 17. And so it was a massive build-up until he could play his first game. And then I think he made his debut, might have scored on his debut I think he scored seven goals in 15 games. And the next two or three seasons, he was brilliant for Milan. And then he got the injuries and then he went back to Brazil and then he went off to uh, play in Spain. And then I think it was China and then uh, might have been Brazil, then back to you because he's not really done much at you, has he? I mean, I can still see the quality. I mean, I definitely rate him as one of our best players. Um, he doesn't play that often. And I know when we first got him in the initial season, he got injured. So he was out for almost the entire year. Um, but yeah, he's actually a really good player. I like him a lot. I mean, it's MLS, so you know, you gotta get with who who you can get. I mean, I don't know. If if we didn't have a team, I wouldn't even watch it, to be honest with you. It's it's really that bad of quality, in my opinion. But it's like I'm a, I'm a watching watching Arsenal in the morning and then watching Orlando City in the afternoon, I'm just like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so were you excited when you found out they were coming to to play? Because weren't we meant to be there last year as well? Yeah, well, COVID put the kibosh on that. But yeah, I was over the moon, man. I was absolutely, it didn't even seem real. I mean, last time they came to America was Charlotte and DC, and I made it a point to go to that. So the fact they were coming to my backyard was just incredible. Yeah, but um, Minnesota beat uh, Everton 4 0. <laughs> Minnesota was shit. <laughs> I saw that. I, I saw, I actually watched the Frank Lampard interview afterwards, and it looked like he was going to cry. It was so funny. <laughs> Good. I hate him. He's a fat fraud. Um, Nick's, Nick uh, from our pod asks, how much are the shirts over there? Because it's 70 quid over here. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's probably 70 quid translated to US dollars. I didn't have to buy mine, so I really don't know. Uh, off the top I mean, of my head. In general, how much it's probably like, it's, They're probably like 120 bucks, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, what else happened? So um, you, you you met Mike in the pub, and then Mike was uh, he did a he did, I think he interviewed um, Ray Parler, which took about five seconds before Ray Parler um, managed to get away. And then Mike was doing I think he's done a few podcasts there. We did one last night. Were you at any of the, the actual live podcasts that he was doing? You know, I was 
I was so hungover after the game on Wednesday. Uh, I talked to him about how they were doing the pod the next day, and I woke up yesterday morning, and I was like, there's no chance I'm going back out to the bar. There's no way in hell. I need a day of rest before Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at um, Mike's videos here. He's, uh, he got Kaya and um, Kanak singing, and then he got a one minute 17 interview with Ray Parler. And he's, he's talking about that he saw the Ganosaurus's wing call. Um, I'm not sure about how that works. <laughs> and he had uh, can't can't draw Arsenal. That bloke, he he was uh, a few of the things, which is nice to see. Lovely bloke. Yeah, I saw him there as well. I didn't, I didn't even know it was him at first, and then I saw something you posted on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I saw that guy at the Yeoman's Cask and Lion. No shit. Wow. Ah, Paul Nell, who is uh, over there, says a hundred for replica, hundred and fifty for authentic in the oh, state. Wow, wow. That's, that's before. <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird thing you have in your country. You uh, something is a price, and then they go plus tax. Yeah. Well, everything here is just a, a flat charge. The VAT, which is twenty percent, is included in the in the list price for everything. It's very strange. Uh, Phil says you can get them fifteen quid from China. Good stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what this is uh, from. <laughs> Nick, Nick, and uh, and Phil are both in Norwich, and they're both they're trying to um, fat shame each other. So that's going to end up in some <laughs> kind of sumo wrestling. Expedition. What other stuff went on then that is interesting about the game and the build-up and the stuff that you did after? And anything else you can tell us? Uh, I mean, not really. I know tomorrow is going to be very interesting because there's going to be a lot of tailgating. This is going to be at the bigger stadium, the Chelsea game we're playing at, the Citrus Bowl, which is actually uh, like a multi-purpose NFL-type stadium. But it's technically called Camping World Stadium now, but I refuse to call it that. It's the Citrus Bowl. But it seats about 69,000 people, and um, there's a lot of fields around it, so there's going to be tailgating galore, and that's going to be wild. I can't wait for that. Oh, absolutely. Are you going yeah. to tell us when, for people who've got those flatbed, uh, over here we call them a van with a flatbed. Um, we don't really sell many of them. We used to have one called a Ford P100, which is a Ford Sierra, and they chopped it down. And then you just drop the tailgate bit and then you sit on there and barbecue stuff. But you can't do that in this country because you'd have to wear a bloody umbrella. Yeah, well, that's exactly what's going to be happening. There's going to be grills. I already got asked to cook for the Orlando Gooners crew. They're like, do you mind switching off on the grill? And I was like, all right, fine, I'll help out. So, yeah, we're going to be grilling and boozing. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, what do you feel as someone who, uh, as, as a Gooner and an MLS fan, about um, Arsenal coming over there and playing two games against Premier League sides. For me, that winds me up. I'd much rather see Arsenal play MLS sides. I'm, I want to see them play the mighty Portland Timbers, but I doubt very much they're going to go to the top left side because there's a, it's not a massive fan base there, is there? Would you rather see them playing MLS sides? Um, I mean, I liked watching them play my MLS side, but if you asked me if I wanted to go watch Arsenal play the Portland Timbers or Chelsea, I would definitely say Chelsea. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's why they do games, you know what i mean so I, I don't mind it but you know even when i saw them in charlotte and dc they played uh real madrid and i'm blanking on the other team i think it was some italian team but i mean that was still cool but i don't know i'm looking forward to the chelsea game let's put it that way um paul Nell says shocked there were not more fans at the baltimore game it was packed 10 to 15 years ago when i saw chelsea play ac milan with ronaldinho and lampard yeah so um how do the the, the people 
that the locals, how do they, who aren't MLS fans, who aren't football fans, how do they feel about all of this? Lot is it is it getting much news coverage? Is there new? Are you finding that friends of yours are going? I've never seen this soccer thing. I'm interested. Can can I, can I go? And and is it working over there? Are they attracting new fans? Um, I'm sure there's some. I mean, there's a lot of people for me personally that ask if I'm going. They're not saying, oh, I want to go check it out. They're just like, oh, I know you're a fan of soccer. Are you going to go to the games? And I'm like, of course, I got them months ago. I got tickets months ago. But yeah, I mean, I I don't really know too many people in my circle that are not soccer fans that are, you know, chomping at the bit to go check it out. But I mean, I had trouble getting tickets bought i had five extra tickets uh for the last game and i sold them all finally but it took a while and most of them too were to other uh, orlando gooners so i don't know i mean i still think it's going to be full i think it's, i don't know if it's going to be packed because it's almost a seventy thousand seat stadium but i think there's going to be a lot of people there what do you reckon they'll have to do in just the wider circle of um football people in america how to get them into football because uh I think if you went over there and you asked your average American on the street to name some uh, some soccer players, they'd maybe name Beckham, maybe name Pele, things like that. Do you think things like this are Arsenal coming over and Everton and Chelsea and other teams? Do you think this is actually going to um, change things for the people? Are people going to be curious and go, oh, well, I might start watching it? I think it helps a little bit, um, really, but I think what would really change things would be for the MLS to grow into a more legitimate organization. I mean, they need to have, you know, more money pumped into that league where, you know, they can actually pay elite players now instead of just going and getting these washed up guys that are trying to get a paycheck at the end of their career. You know, they, they, it's just, I think Kaka, you know, when we first got him seven or eight years ago was the record MLS signing. And it was like 8 million, which is, for Arsenal, like fucking laughable. You know what I mean? Mm. You're, you'd be lucky to get someone really good for eight million that has even been heard of. You know what I mean? So it just the 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 money level is so low. Um, you know, they just it, it's got a lot of growing to do. I know it's a young league and whatnot, but man, it's not even close to being like anywhere near the world stage of elite talent. And I think once that happens, or if that happens, I think it will help out tremendously. But until then, I think it's just going to kind of be a minnow. You know what I mean? Um, Paul says, uh, I was I always convince friends that there's there are no commercials. If I go to a Philadelphia Union game, you are in and out in two hours versus American sports, which is over commercialized. Now I watch um I watch a lot of NFL. I watch the MLS when it's on. I watch um I watch some NASCAR stuff when it when it's on when I can be bothered and. Uh, yeah, the number of adverts and breaks in it do get a little bit annoying, but I've I've grown to accept that with with um with NFL and they've they've made a, a feature out of it when it comes to the, uh, the 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 Super Bowl. That's something that um people who don't even like NFL will tune in just to watch the the halftime show. So what do you think that that else they need to do with with MLS? Because the whole point of USA '94 World Cup was to get the to get the world or to get the the Americans into liking NFL um uh into liking football. And then it started the next season, and then my team that I supported then was Miami Fusion. And then they had Carlos Valderrama playing for them, and they had, I think, Ian Bishop, who used to play for West Ham, might have played for them. But it, I'm surprised. If you'd have asked me back then, if you'd have asked me in 1995, would I think that in 30 years' time, which is 95, 05, 15, 
Hold on. 95 plus 30. What's that? That's going to be 2020. That's going to be a couple of years from now. If you'd have asked me in 25, 30 years' time, where do I think MLS would be? I'd have said, huge. I mean, your attendances we've seen from teams like Atlanta, and they're getting 70,000 a game and then massive crowds at LA and then all these other things like that. So what else do you think they need to do? And do you think they actually are going to do it? Because like you were saying about the signings, um, LA, what are they called? LA City? Not Galaxy, the other one. LAFC. LAFC, I was close. They've just got Chiellini and got Gareth Bale. Now, Gareth Bale is a magnificent signing for those, but he's only signed an 18-month contract, which means he leaves halfway through next season, which is a little bit odd. Yeah, yes, I don't right? know. What do you think is going to – do you think he's going to manage to do it? I mean, I think it's possible. Um, it's definitely taken a long-ass time, I'll tell you that. And, I mean, there's still a bunch of really stupid things they have in place, like the discovery rights rule, which I don't know if you've heard of that, but, man, it is so stupid. You can – No, I haven't. You can have discovery rights for Gareth Bale. Like, nobody else has ever fucking heard of Gareth Bale. Like, come on, man. Like, there's oh, a, how, does that, how does that work? I guess a team puts them on their list like, oh, we're interested in Wayne Rooney. And then if another team comes over and swoops in and wants to take Wayne Rooney from them, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, uh, Atlanta had discovery rights for Wayne Rooney. So if DC United wants to buy him, they have to pay Atlanta X amount of dollars and then they can buy Wayne Rooney. It's so dumb. I can't even point in that. Is it just to make money? I guess. I mean, it's they got to get rid of that. It's it's laughable. I mean. And they do. They have salary cap and whatnot. They need to just get rid of that and let teams spend whatever the hell they want to spend. It's going to ruin the parity of the league, but it's going to grow it tremendously. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of poorer clubs. Like Orlando is a poorer club. I mean, we were a lot poorer before, but we just got bought by the guy that owns the Minnesota Vikings, uh, the Wilf family. So we have a little bit more money now. But I mean, I think they just need to blow up all that crap and just let guys spend whatever the hell they want to spend because it's going to help the league. I really do think, I mean, if your team can't afford to buy the big dogs, then they're just going to lose. And that's the way it is. Yes. I always tell people to go and watch, as usual, I've fucking moved. There's a YouTube video about the NASL and and what happened there and all the money that they made and then how it all collapsed. And uh, I think that a lot of people were stung by that because it went from nothing to having massive massive uh, massive crowds and loads of people going and then all of a sudden it went oh no all the money's gone everyone's had their cut and now it's all fallen on its ass and now yeah, i mean i don't think we should i don't think we should never have a salary cap i mean i like the idea of it i just think ours is very very low right now and they have uh what's called designated player positions each team can only have three designated players and i mean that's also i feel like that's just putting a ceiling on things you know what i mean Yeah, no, I can't find it. Anyway, let's go and have a look for NASL on YouTube. And there's a one and a half hour documentary about all the <laughs> money that was made and all the people that that, that came in. It's really in. I, I love. And I've seen it three times now. Um, someone had a question. Uh, Phil Macker. He's one decent question ever per show. Do um, footy fans in America follow the Premier League more than the MLS? Absolutely, in my opinion, yes, definitely. I mean, I think most people that watch MLS also watch Premier League. And then there's a lot of other people that only watch Premier League. Wow. Paul says he spent $650 on two tickets. Hoping my friend, former boss is able to expense it. (laughs) How is that 650 quid for dollars for two tickets? I mean, they must be really nice seats. I don't know. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, like Josh says, fuck that. Oh, maybe he means um, NFL. I don't know. I didn't see what the oh, comments I mean, were before that. Super Bowl people would get into the thousands, man. Yeah. Do you watch any NFL? Do you go and watch any of them? Yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. I also watch NHL. I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I'm a Orlando Magic fan. You know. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, what else about the um, the whole experience um, as there that we haven't covered? And if we haven't covered that, then I want to know what you think of the upcoming season. How excited are you? Oh, I'm I'm really excited. I still would like. I think we got to also offload some guys in order to bring a couple more in. But I mean, the way it's been going, I, I think it's been great. I mean, I'm, I'm excited by the guys that we brought in so far. And um, I also just want to see, you know, people like Martinelli and ESR and Saka further develop. I think, you know, if they can get a little bit more goals out of them, just slowly move the needle upwards. I think we're going to be a really good team. Hmm. Sinchenko, they're saying we've signed him today. I've not actually, I, I got up late because that fucking fly kept buzzing my face. And so I've not looked at a thing. I'm just going to have a look at an, an online newspaper. No, that's not it. Um, uh, where have we got here? Oh, click on Arsenal. Ah, yes. Uh, Zinchenko posts Instagram farewell to Man City moments before his 32 million move to Arsenal is confirmed. What do you think about that? I think it's great. I mean, Kieran Tierney is good for half a season, so it's nice to have something <laughs> else that can play there. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think we might see more Ben White at right back when uh, if Tomiyasu is not healthy. I really don't want to see too much of Cedric, to be honest. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm happy Saliba's sticking around. He's looked good in preseason so far. Nothing, No hiccups or anything like that, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I really would like to see, you know, maybe one more midfielder come in and maybe uh, another winger that can bring in more goals. But I'm excited regardless. I think, you know, Gabriel Jesus is going to help us out a lot. It is uh, That is the one thing we needed. At the top of the list, you know, a lot for years we've always said uh, we've listed our priorities when it comes to transfers. Number one, I think one, two and three on our transfer um, priorities at the beginning of this preseason was a striker. And someone like Jesus, and we've seen that goal that he scored against Everton from the middle of from, from such a tight angle. How many yeah. strikers have we had in, in, in the last decade? I mean, Lacazette could try that a hundred times and he'd miss a hundred times. <laughs> Obama Young would, depending on, on what mood and how how his hair was growing and what kind of a how clean the car that he was, he drove in that day. He he could muck that up, <laughs> even though he should have the skill to be able to do it perfectly. But to have someone come in straight away scoring goals and immediately go. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the answer to all of our problems. And anything else we get above and beyond Jesus is is just a massive um, uh, bonus. Because Zinchenko, for for Ukraine, he plays central midfield. Um, brilliant player. Scores a decent number of assists. Can play anywhere. And I think they were talking on the pod the other day, and I forgot to make the point that Man City and Liverpool and Chelsea, they can keep going out and buying all these players, but we need to have versatile players that can play in more than one position. And that's what we've got. So many of our players, you look at all of our front, our front, however many we've got, they can all play in any one of the front three or four positions. And that's what we need. And, and Arteta has been brilliant at doing that, hasn't he? Totally. I mean, even Fabio Vieira. I mean, that guy can play pretty much anywhere as well. I mean, maybe not so much deep-wise, but I mean, he looks really good. A lot of the guys that we're getting are really technically skilled, and I think that's exactly what we needed. 
It is indeed. So how do you think we're going to get on this season? What I mean, would be your, your target? I mean, I said third. My ta- my target is top four and, and Europa League trophy. I mean, I'd be over the moon with that, but I really think that we should we should be able to do that. I mean, mm. I, I look at what Tottenham's doing, and I'm not really that impressed, to be honest with you. I mean... I mean, getting Persic, who's going to play yeah. left wing back. I mean, what the fuck's that about? It's kind of like a win-now strategy, which is so Antonio Conte, it's not even funny. <laughs> it's like... I mean, that's that, that might be good for maybe one season, maybe, if you're lucky, but in the long run, that's not going to help you out. Has he signed? Because I know when um, uh, Conte signed, he signed for 18 months. So he's, at the end of this season, he, he's allegedly going. Uh, I bet if there's a big job comes up, because uh, the, the where he is now isn't a big job, it'll be straight off. If like Real Madrid 100%. or AC Milan yeah. or or maybe even another big team in England, because he is doing quite well there. But he is going to wring them dry of all their talent and all their skills and all their money. I mean, the yep. deal that, I mean, that Persich deal is just ridiculous, but he did that when he was, um, when he was at Inter Milan, he used to go and get all the pensioners in the Premier League. He had like um, Ashley Young. Um, who was there? There was, I remember thinking at the time there was a, uh, nope. Although I'm an Inter Milan fan, I cannot remember any other players. Like three or four of them. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's like three uh, or four of them. Yeah, there was. And they're thinking, well, how can they go to Italy? And now, of course, it's Italy where they all, they play. It's like old men's walking football there. And I do love, <laughs> I do love Serie A. Um, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, Paul says that his expectation is Champions League, don't care how we do it. Uh, <laughs> so Phil says uh, third and beating Spurs in Europa League final. Oh, that would be a bit good. But it looks like another 60-game season, so all these players need to stay fit. And we near so close to doing it last season. The last three or four games, you could just see our players were absolutely ruined. And now we've got a squad for the players that, that come in and replace them. So I'm quite I'm I'm, I'm quite excited. Normally I, I, I sorry. Huh? I was gonna say Champions League last season would have made that Amazon documentary a lot sweeter, wouldn't it? <laughs> They're releasing it three episodes at a time, aren't they? Oh, I didn't hear. I didn't know. I don't even know when it's coming out. I think it's um, the middle of August, I think it is. And it's three oh. episodes released every week or every other week. I can't remember. Someone did put it in the, in the um, on, on Twitter. But, um, all right, that's, that's it, I think. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? I said half hour, and I think your dog's getting angry that you've been more than half an hour. <laughs> I think the mailman just walked by. He hates him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's. I think we've pretty much covered it. Um. Oh, Paul's got a question. Here we go. He says, uh, what is worse, Emery year Emery year missing out by a point or this year with Arteta? I mean, do you want to answer that one first or do you want me to go? <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, I think the Emery year was worse uh, because I, I really did not like the football we were playing at all. And we just kind of completely collapsed at the end of the year too. I mean, it was... It was so depressing. Like, I, just, I don't even want to think about that year, honestly. Last year, I was like we were moving in the right direction. I mean, it was a, it was a sad ending, obviously, but it, it, it felt like we were making strides forward at least last year. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it was, and there was so much entertainment last season. Our club were an absolute delight to watch at times, and you really couldn't say that under under Emery. Our club was a car crash waiting to happen. Poor bloke, and I'm glad for him that he's moved on to um, Villarreal. Is that where he's on Villarreal or Valencia? Yeah. I know some club in Spain beginning with Villarreal. Or wait, no, yeah, maybe 
was there and not, I don't even know. Whatever. He's yes. gone. He's where he belongs at a lower at a lower level club. <laughs> yes. I don't think he'll get a chance at another big club. He's had Arsenal, he's had PSG and failed to do anything with both of them, really. Um, right, are you going to come back and join us for a few pre-game or post-game shows in the, the upcoming season now that you're you're famous? Just let me know when you need me, Danny. I'll be here. <laughs> Excellent. Right, tell people where they can find you if they're only listening to this on the wonderful world that is Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Lion Gooner on Twitter and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't follow me anywhere else. Those are my personal accounts. <laughs> oh, cheeky. Right. Uh, thank you for tuning out to everybody in the chat for joining us for this uh, short notice show. Um, we will be back soon, probably to talk about Zinchenko. We've still got a video that I edited and uploaded with uh, everyone's predictions for last season. I think there's eight of us did predictions and none of us got it right. So we need to get those eight people on four at a time and then laugh at each other with our ridiculous. I think someone said Pepe would be top goal scorer for Arsenal. That's the level of <laughs> ridiculous. I know. I, mean, I, I, gonna, I saw Newcastle <laughs> kind of looking at him uh, on Twitter today. So, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> look, at, look at this creep. Thumbs up for Chris. Dislike for Danny. <laughs> absolute shit bag right people thank you very much for, for watching and uh, we will see you later thank you very much chris it has been an absolute pleasure yep thank you danny as soon as i scored that goal i was fucking livid splendid business get down dog <laughs>